This is Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. With me today is Hans, wearing his trademark Maniac Cop 2 shirt. Have I worn it a lot? I don't have, we've done like a hundred episodes. I don't the have only yellow shirt you wear have. a different one. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Are you excited about Nicholas Winding Refn's Maniac Cop TV series for HBO? No. No, I don't like any remakes, you know that. Well, he, it, does it count if it's a I TV mean, he, show? He might do something interesting though with his visual style as long as he doesn't go too Refn with it, you know? Too too old like, to die young. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, uh, we have back on the show here I don't know why I stumbled over that, why I I hesitated in getting to our guest this evening for the third time now. I was very nervous. We have a big star on tonight. We have Dakota Proctor. How are you doing? It's the hat trick. This is, and it's a, it's a, I think it's a good lineup you've got under your belt. We've got, I mean, we, we, it was kind of like a soft David Lynch show. I feel like we talked a good amount about David Lynch on the auteurs show. Then we got into, it was a hateful eight part two, but it was really Tarantino in general. And now tonight, yeah. we're talking about something completely different. We've been branching out and not talking about movies lately. Uh, what was the other show we just did, Hans, where we were talking about... Survivor? Movie? Survivor. We were talking about... Survivor. The other show you watch. Yes. Yes. And I, after I watched Squid Game, I went right back to Survivor, and it was fucking with my head, because it, you know... It's the same show. off, and in my head, I was like, they're going to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I brought a gun and uh, waste Sandra. But oh, yeah, that would be great. Um, I mean, Squid Game is a long movie. You know, I think a lot of this TV that y'all talk about st- still essentially exists in that three-act structure. But, um, you know, I think Squid Game... I read something very enlightening about that last episode today. And that kind of changed around what I thought about the ending. But um, I think you could argue that Squid Game, you know, has that three-act structure. But it's over seven episodes or eight episodes. Did you read that the last episode was done by Americans and not Koreans? Because it felt very much like the ending of like an American. I, I guess spoilers, right? Yeah. We'll get into it. This, this show is going to be spoiled completely. If anybody's yeah. tuning into Squid Game, we're getting into the fine details of that program. But, like, I think especially as soon as the, like, big wig showed up, that felt like a very Netflixy kind of push, like, Oh, you guys can't figure it out. We need to literally put in spectators for you to get, you know. But I think, honestly, with the ending, and there's some article today about like the franchise is going to be worth 190 million, something like crazy. Mm-hmm. But like, I t- if we started the ending, I think they could really like franchise this, you know, and having all that stuff, I think that Netflix added will will lead to it being more palatable as like an anthology series you know i could see them going back to like the 80s like doing a season where it's like young ill mom you know that's that's what my thought has been i i mean i understand why they ended it the way they did and i think we we were just talking about it on the show we did with oki on joe we briefly got into squid game but we kept it to a minimum for this um i think that artistically they took the wrong approach with the ending which is um, you're going to insinuate that whatever that next season is, it's going to be that protagonist that we've grown familiar with. It's going to be his show. It's not going to be Squid Game. It's his show. 
Maybe he'll pop yeah. up. Like maybe it'll be like uh, what was it? Beneath the Planet of the Apes, where Charlton Heston pops up three quarters away through the immediate sequel. But you got essentially the same storyline treaded out, but same guy continuing over. So I don't think that's the right approach. I like the idea that you're talking about right now, which is anthology. Keep it like a keep it like Survivor. Do a brand new cast every single time. Mm -hmm. Different story, different arc, different characters. Maybe you surprise the audience and have the asshole or whatever win one one time. Who knows? You know, you can play it out so many different ways. But to get hung up on this, oh, now we got to take this system down. Well, Battle Royale does that. Mm -hmm. Battle Royale has that. The survivors go on to become terrorists and try to take down that whole mm-hmm. government and the organization. I think that's a big mistake too. It seemed like a John Wick ending, especially with the haircut. You know, I was like, "Oh no!" Like, you can't have him come back. Ronald McDonald like, with a gun. All you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. Anime. <laughs> I, I I think once again, uh, Netflix didn't understand what works about this series because the. I think the the biggest driving force was the cast, the the yeah. cast of characters that you have that were so different to, uh, from each other, who uh, you don't really know much about them, but you just know how they interact with each other inside the game. Uh, their backstory is, I guess, is there. Uh, you spend what like five ten minutes on each, uh, showing their reasoning or the, the reason why they're there. But focusing on this character, I I don't care. I think we've seen his arc. Uh, and even at the end, he doesn't even kill the guy that's been killing all of his friends. Right. So then he's still the same person. Then his mom dies and he gets all emo and sad. And then the old guy dies after everything is, is uh, you know, shown uh, who, the, who the actual uh, leader of the thing is. But then he doesn't really change at all. He gets a hair dye. He gives money away. Get some bad acting he's... from that haircut and that that hair dye. <laughs> His face was really red and splotchy. No, nobody's talking about that. Nobody wants to screen cap that. Maybe it's because I have a 4K television. His fucking pockmarked, gross, splotchy red face. That was disgusting. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You, you got Asian Jesse Clemens, uh, and then at, at the end, he's like. No, I'm going to take you guys on. You haven't shown So How about your daughter? How about you see your daughter for a second? How about you calm the fuck (laughs) down? You bought that plane. Look, I know money is, you know, it has its own. It's whatever to you at this point. You just won the game, but you have a family. Like you're letting that nerd cuck you still by saying, oh, stay away from your own family. (laughs) You're kind of listening to him because you've got preoccupation, preoccupations elsewhere. Um, Listen, I didn't mind this character. Obviously, I thought hmm. it was maybe a leap Demon. too far to have him be so passive and not kill anybody, I don't think. He doesn't even, like as you were saying, he doesn't even kill uh, his friend who becomes the antagonist of the series and plays very dirty. Uh, it just plays out naturally, I guess. Um, I think he should have gotten his hands dirty at some point uh, to, I- to sell the realism of it. But otherwise, I mean, I, I was with the the fabric of reality that they kind of uh that they built with this program he took he he killed the old man but then he didn't you know like mm-hmm. for me that was his blood on his hands like he cheated that old man and then eventually the old man you know had a um moment of like you know clarity and you know it gave him the pin the, the marble but then, you know, when you undo it by saying that he's the antagonist, suddenly, yeah, you wipe him clear of any guilt. Because for me, that was his guilt, you know. That was that one time he did have to kind of betray himself. 
in the recovers. He never recovers from it either. You know, it's always what's tormenting him after that. Uh, that he feels bad. But the, the thing that I, I didn't get with that ending is that, okay, so he's, you know, he's a protagonist. He's the one that we know the most because he's the one that we spend the most time with. Uh, but yeah, no point. Like, I didn't mind him. I think the performance was really good. I really like this actor. I don't think I've ever seen him on anything before. He has some uh, Stephen Chow vibes uh, at some points. But um, I just don't care to see him play the game again. And when you don't understand that the, the strength of the show is the cast, not just one guy. And now, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with it, but basing a whole series on him... Uh, why you know that i just i just don't don't want to see him play the game again uh, is he going to be a badass now is he going to be you know killing everyone like he should have or like the the tattoo guy like that comically evil uh villain that we have for most of it uh because i just don't see where this character could go that would make him interesting or that it would be a good follow-up for this uh the idea of it being an anthology series where you have a cast of interesting characters every time sounds much better than hey let's focus on this guy that all of a sudden even though he's already given the chunk of his money away he's going to see his family because he realizes i guess the the things are important in his life and then he's just like oh never mind i'm just gonna leave my suitcase in the in the subway and then just go back i guess that's a good point like, that he's completely ill-equipped as a protagonist to be a john wick style hero because he he doesn't kill anybody he doesn't even i mean he hardly fights the guy at the end um, he's I mean, he has money and he has no but, history of it either. You right. Know? So yeah. I, I can't I mean, rewrite him some backstory. You know, I'll I, when when season two comes around, I'll be interested to check it out. I have a feeling that they're not going to lead directly into that uh, kind of like what I was suggesting before, where uh, you do have the ending of Planet of the Apes and with Charlton Heston weeping, and you want to know what's going to happen next when you you know that that second film is around the corner, but they don't let you have that until about halfway through. So I have a feeling we're going to start with a brand new protagonist. It's going to be a brand new game. And then somehow he's going to get roped into it about midway through, not dissimilar, kind of a similar role to the detective in this uh, season of the series where I, he, that, that was really unsatisfying too. I mean, it kind of just <laughs> set up the fact yeah. that, oh, we have this big Korean star from I Saw the Devil and a couple of other films. <laughs> That's all it really was, uh, or, or how it serviced the, the program. It's just saying, hey, we have a star here, mask off. There you go. I didn't even get that he was his brother until later after finishing it. I was like, why is this like a reveal that matters? And it's like, oh, it's his brother. Oh, like this is very anticlimactic. Yeah, like that was like the only person that that could be. But then you know, and like, but also that could be a series too. Like the year prior when the brother plays and how he becomes frontman. You know, I feel like there's like a whole universe here that, you know, I I don't want to say that the next season is just going to be like a continuation of the story. I hope they dig deeper with it. Uh, just just a track record of Netflix shows. Well, I, did you really we're... count this as a Netflix show? I mean, I know that they 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 budgeted the entire thing. They paid for it, right? But I, I don't think that they had any real uh, creative say, maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. according to people who have worked for Netflix, usually Netflix just leaves you alone. They'll give you money and you do your own thing. But um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I feel like this well, series had a distinctly different texture to it than 
anything that I've watched on Netflix as far as a, a series goes. But yeah. it's, a, it's a success now, though. So you know they're going to get their hands of course, more yeah. involved in it because, you know, it was maybe it was a shot in the dark. Let's see if this works. More I don't think anyone... With those video game voices. Uh, Listen, uh, as far as a Korean production goes, though, and these guys were terrible. These American actors or just Western actors were horrible. Again, they, they sounded like video game NPC characters. Yeah. Like five or nine, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. huh? Why did you pick that number? Just something you would hear I like an N64 game. You're going to make me come in a minute. I thought the audio has switched to, to dubbing in English. I was like, why is this happening? They sound so unnatural. It, the performances sound so wooden and so, yeah, video game-like. Uh, and That's no, the best just, you can get in Korea. When you're a terrible actor, but you love acting, you move to Korea. <laughs> uh, they don't know the difference, just like we don't really know the difference. I don't know who's acting well and who doesn't. I mean, I can, I can get somewhat of an idea based off someone's uh, you know, natural performance or whatever, but the delivery could be shit on all of these actors, and we wouldn't know. So, right. you know what I watched? I was, when I was going to Korea, uh, I, I was flying, uh, I think it was like Asiana Air or something. And they would put Korean movies and American movies on there. So I was like, all right, well, I'll watch some Korean movies. And one was like a fat Korean actor and he's like a strong man or something. And he's in America, but he's obviously not in America. And all the American yeah. LA actors are literally just... Like, imagine what we find on Tubi, Hans. Uh, just right. that caliber of acting. <laughs> From Boston yeah. to Philly style acting in that film. It's really... And they, they don't know any better. They, these people are making money hand over fist. They're big stars, I'm sure, as, like, designated white people for whatever show. So that's... I mean, that's... This This was not that bad comparatively. That's all I'm saying. Right. Well, that, yeah, that's why I think it was enjoyable because Netflix didn't really have their hands in it. But now that it's, what is it, the most successful show, the most watched show, whatever it is that they say every time they put out a, a new series that kind of pops a little bit. Hey, did uh, you see, hold on, did, on that same exact note, did you see, I think it was a Business Insider article where somebody, no. an employee at Netflix leaked the numbers on the Chappelle special and a couple of other things and also what they were paying Chappelle. Apparently, Chappelle's, maybe his 2019 special, or maybe it was this one, uh, got 20 million viewers, which, that's a lot, but that's not a lot. That seems like, and he was paid extremely well for that. But I've, I think he made something like, uh, and I could be wrong about this, maybe something like um, 15 million or something for the special. Hans, are you verifying well, that? I'm verifying how many uh, subscribers Netflix has. And apparently it has 209 million around the world. So 2 million is not, not great. Yeah. A quarter of a percent? I don't know. I can't do math. But um, well, The numbers on the programs that got you gotta, you gotta You got to drag someone on Twitter now to make someone watch your special, I guess. Well, Chappelle it's only a matter of time ahead. before. You know, what is it? That's Hassan the in your comment. <laughs> yeah. I think they'll if probably you don't we'll, get this so many viewers. We're gonna release these things about you in order to generate those views. <laughs> yeah, that's a good foolproof method. Uh, but just on that note, I mean, I think Squid Game had some crazy amount, sure. But for what they're paying people, and given the whole infrastructure of Netflix, and you have to think what trickles down. So, so like a show like Mindhunter, does that even have a million views? Does that even have five hundred thousand viewers? 
Like, how do they sustain all this? And I I guess it's just surprising that, you know, all these big cultural landmarks in in media that, uh, you know, aren't even really forced upon us, like um, something terrible you'd find on network television, still isn't mustering the kind of, uh, you know, ability to draw in a viewer that it might have had, I don't know, 15, 20, 25 years ago. Uh. Apparently he got paid twenty four million for that last one, uh, or that was the yeah paid to produce the close to twenty four million. He made twenty three on his stick and sticks and stones special, uh, and uh, Squid Game had a budget of twenty one million. So like that's why these people are going on strike right now because like Netflix has literally been paying these people like pennies for years to like make this stuff. There's this huge. I don't. Do y'all know about this? I'm I'm aware there's a strike happening. I think among there's actors because no, it's I, amongst I don't know um, production. I believe it's amongst production oh. because they're saying that this new media clause, essentially things that Netflix, Amazon makes, they're all allowed to essentially pay people less because there's some division between like having a show that's on CBS versus on Netflix. Mm, so now right. these people are striking essentially because they're like we're working on these giant productions, you know. And we're not being uh, compensated fairly for that. Because these laws were set up back when you've got, you know, like, I don't know, and the internet started, you know, like before right. there was production value, you know, like Smosh. Yeah. I don't know. It's always a good <laughs> reference to throw out Smosh. Uh, is, that, is that strike still going on? I think it just started or it's about oh. to start. Yeah. Uh. So now we should be getting some even even better content if it if it goes through. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I remember like during uh, in, uh, I was going to reference the writer strike of like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, where all of a sudden, yeah, all the all the sitcoms got pulled off TV. Yeah, all the all the dramas got, pulled, and all of a sudden you saw a whole lot more Big Brother and reality shows filling up the or like reruns of Dexter mm-hmm. edited for network television things that just weren't on the network before that mm-hmm. was a pretty fun time i think for for tv i enjoyed that but uh yeah well, i mean we'll, some good stuff then too yeah yeah we'll we'll see what happens with this i'm i'm kind of interested to see if they buckle or uh i guess just how long it could go or how that affects Wait, things so this is this strike is not just netflix though it's tv productions in general right the one you're really talking about, uh-huh. uh, because I just found an article from the Atlanta Journal uh, saying that the strike was adverted because they reached an agreement yesterday. Uh, okay, so it's over. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's lame. Didn't that's... even start. How unexciting <laughs> to learn about it after it's already <laughs> over. God, I saw yeah, like an asshole. I think, the, <laughs> I think the, the the Netflix strike is from those five trans employees they have right because of the, the Chappelle thing You're right they walk they stormed into a meeting and then they walked out they staged a walk out and then they all got fired i'm i'm fairly certain right good good for good for you this i guess that's what you got <laughs> for standing did you guys watch the the Chappelle special no i no. saw it I hated it. I thought it was terrible. It, it just was seemed not like very funny. no. It just it's you know what it seemed like it's an hour long apology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you see all these conservative commentators online being like, "Yeah, this is this is proof that conservatives and new counterculture." It's like you <laughs> watch that. It's like excited about that is like very sad. <laughs> it's it's literally him 
griping about all the usual suspects. And then it, it's literally what you just said. It's, it's essentially an hour and a half long apology littered with some off-color jokes or whatever. But he's not doing anything daring or risky. Off-color is a great, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, <laughs> like and, bad jokes from the 90s. Right, right. And he ends it by saying, it's I'm like, done doing these until you guys realize we're laughing together and not at you. Oh, okay. This is this is great, great cutting edge. Uh, we're gonna fight back against the authoritarianism in the, the culture right now. Yeah, that's Dave Chappelle, fucking pussy I, faggot. Dave Chappelle, kowtowing to, to everybody. <laughs> to the trans. I haven't seen any of the you're Netflix quote, you're ones. Quoting, you're quoting Gallo right now, aren't you? Uh, I, well, that that post has yet to go up Gallo. on IG. We'll see. I'm uh. No, I'm he, kind he, of... when you when. When Norm oh. when Norm died, Gower was like Dave Chappelle isn't funny was one of his was one of his hashtags. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. When Norm died, he did. He was the only good comedian left, and it was like so and so is old. Dave Chappelle isn't funny. It was you know the classic you know, call, making shots in the in the hashtags. Vincent Gallo. Well, he landed it yet again. I mean, look, I I didn't think Dave Chappelle's specials in the earlier years uh, when he got his deal with Netflix were terrible. Um, it yeah. definitely felt like, fuck, I need to come up with material. And this special felt like he was scrolling through Twitter or something and reading his attacks mm-hmm. and just had whatever was on his mind at the time. It didn't feel like fleshed out material. And, um, you know, that also, it's like it, he it, told the same story, like eight times, like every, every story was like, this person ambushed me. And then I had to defend myself. And he was just like, kept doing scenarios of this. And I'm just like, Sorry, you can't hang out in bars anymore. (laughs) What do you want? (laughs) Like Dave Chappelle's even going out to Walmart or to a restaurant where everybody's just like, please. I'm kind of done with stand-up. It's kind of just boring now. I I haven't seen any of the... I haven't seen any of the Netflix specials that he put out. I just... It's very difficult for me to sit down for an hour and a half and listen to one person talk like that too. So I, I just... I haven't been interested at all in watching any of them. That one guy was horrible. He had the big ears, kind of. Everyone was hyping him up last year. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, Is he an American comedian? He's a New Yorker. He's a New York York guy. Is it Sebastian Maniscalco? I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. I know who you're talking about. You're talking about Andrew... What is his last name? Dice Clay? Yes, it's Andrew Dice Clay made a big comeback. He's got they giant should make ears Andrew now. Dice Clay a Netflix special. I would watch that. Oh, that can would you great. imagine? It just just the nursery rhymes. I just updated. It's just all the same Get material. Dicey, yeah. Get Dicey. <laughs> Andrew Schultz. That's who it is. That's it. Yeah, that was awful. That's, oh, that's that a my, guy they I, keep I like, trying to force on us. He's keep, got the... What, what is he on? He was on like Breakfast Club or something. <laughs> Well, yeah, his podcast exactly. is huge, yeah. right? Aaron's like, Aaron's like, this guy's so cool. He's a homie, blah, blah, blah. And this guy's like, yeah, Clinton's or something. I don't even know. I don't think he even does that. <laughs> I think he said something about Epstein. <laughs> and then he was like, yeah. You, you know, he was trying to make a big That's fuss about it. He's stuff. the first guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. He was really wild with that Epstein. Whoa. <laughs> he did something like, I think he was one of the first guys to release like a YouTube special, maybe. I, I might be wrong about that. And then uh, th- that one. He's sitting down, and it's an empty room, and it's four white walls around him. He's just talking That's to the what, camera. Yeah, the Netflix one, yeah. Unbearable. Awful. 
So Netflix is terrible, Squid but Game. Squid Game has been pretty good. I, I was pretty sad <laughs> when I really I ran out of Squid Game episodes to watch. I was like, what the fuck am I going to – look, I watch – I've been watching a lot of TV too. lately, but it, this felt exactly what you said. It was it was it felt like a feature. It I, I maybe there was like one episode that dipped a bit, and it was the nighttime fight. We're shutting the lights off, and the cowardly old man. Uh, I know, Hans, you, you had you had a problem with that too. So <clears throat> yeah, because they took a turn there where they where the characters just became anime characters. When they're like, "Oh, look at That's me! I'm racist. I'm the bad guy, and and I have a I have a band of retarded, uh, invincible people with me, and we're just gonna kill everyone, and they're not gonna be heard at all." And they start like breaking the rules by like jumping in front of lines, and no one's doing anything. It's just like, why has this become uh, like a high school movie where you have the bully and his gang of retards and? Like that, you, you're not doing that in any of the other episodes. And then in this one, all of a sudden, the rules decide that, yeah, let's just let them, you know, kill each other and do whatever they want. And uh, I don't know, it felt very cheap to me. Like, I, I didn't understand why they did that when the way that they set up the villains or the, the bad guys from, from the game before was a little more natural than all of a sudden we're indestructible and we're just going to start killing people just because. Yeah, yeah, Definitely. I'm I'm on the same page with you there. I mean, what 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 was your did you have a favorite character here? Did you ever think for a second that any of these characters could have usurped the protagonist as the winner? Midway through huh. the girl, but then I felt like that dialed back pretty quickly. Cuz I was like, okay, like she seems to be the one with the most like It'd be like the ending of um, Drag to Cross Concrete. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. Like, these two guys would make decisions that would kind of damn them so they'd both need to die. And perhaps, you know, you'd have the female rise above this. But, you know, I mean, eventually it kind of seemed exactly what was going to happen. What happened, yeah, she, you know? she, was pro- she was probably the one that had the most noble uh, backstory, I guess. Uh, instead of just, well, I need money to pay money that I owe before I get killed or, you know, everyone else's reasoning was pretty much, you know, I owe someone's money and hers was like, I'm going to take care of my family. So maybe they could have done something with her. But then that the way they killed her, by the way, felt also very cheap with the fucking glass exploding. And yeah. then the two males get like a little cut on their face and then she goes to the fucking bathroom and she has a a giant piece of glass <laughs> sticking out of her I'm like what the fuck I mean well, look that's what I was thinking happened? was you're gonna have all that glass explode that's probably gonna kill that's like setting off a nail bomb at Ariana Grande's concert in 2012 yeah. if you're yeah. a radical extremist Muslim <laughs> that's the same thing yeah. so one of these one of these people is gonna they have to be injured I mean it's very poor planning yeah on exactly behalf of the game. so you have them you have them come across this whole thing and then you kill them once they made it across it's kind yeah it's terrible that was my favorite episode though the bridge that was oh yeah yeah i i think i'm on the same page with you there in that i definitely enjoyed that one the most and also we one of my problems with the show around like the three to six episode mark there's nine episodes of this this series right Mm -hmm. so one's like 20 minutes though yeah that's the one before the last i think is the one that's very short one of the issues I had was that, uh, you know, and actually I'll, I'll give the show credit for this, for killing off big characters 
relatively early on or like at an actual pace as opposed to like keeping a cluster of them to the finale um is that you know you would have these like roughly about six or seven characters that you're familiar with and then you just have a a lump sum of these nobodies that you know have obviously no chance of winning that would just be you know expendable we have to get rid of these people um and they did a very good job of doing that all in one go with that we have to cross over this you have to figure out which tiles are are uh, breakable and not. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, one thing that I really <clears throat> like about this show, and I'm, I'm a fan of Battle Royale. I've seen Hunger Games. I don't like the Hunger Games, but they're all, they all belong to the same sort of genre, is that this, this series did not give a cop-out ending. If you check out Battle Royale, that does not live up to the promise of there's going to be one winner. Hunger Games, that's the same shit, Right. This one, you uh-huh. you do have that now. Granted, comes with a ca- caveat that oh, Jigsaw was actually one of the players, and he's got cancer in a hospital. <laughs> what I was expecting was somehow because I didn't expect the old man to be this dastardly fellow who's in the mix. I thought something was up with him. I thought he's gonna like Mister Bean his way into winning, but somehow the protagonist will survive. Some something will happen, and you'll get more than one survivor, and that. Like the reverse of that kind of happened, um, mm-hmm. but for for no moment did I really think that that girl had a developed enough storyline that would sustain her being the winner in any sort of satisfying way. I thought maybe the uh, asshole supporting character could could squeak it out, but that wouldn't be particularly interesting mm-hmm. or fun, uh, and just doesn't feel like Korean television. Feels more like uh, what you might see in a movie. But yeah, I mean, I, I on the whole though, I really enjoy the cast of characters, and I I, I like, like that they all I like their... your point about that the side guys like that like they had like two lines, but you like got really good pictures of them, like the religious guy, and then like even the doctor, a couple of the women, um, and yeah, they are kind of brought in to replace, I guess, the hole left by um, the Indian guy. You know, because they have to lose some of the big guys early, and then they bring in those, like, small guys just to kind of, like, serve that purpose for that time, which is cool. Mm -hmm. I I do wish that they went a little bit more into the uh, organ trafficking bit, because that kind of felt tacked in for one episode where they mention it, Mm -hmm. and then it's never mentioned again, or they never do anything with it again. Uh, So that, I think that, you know, maybe on season two, they'll do something with that, but... It, it felt, I don't know, it felt like like they didn't know how to make this bigger, so they'll just throw that in there, but then it's mentioned in only one episode and they don't really do anything with that at the end. And uh, just to bring it back to what Laura said at the beginning with the detective, that felt like we're spending a lot of time with a character to get dismissed so easily. Uh, I was also very confused as to why he didn't know where he was because he wasn't asleep at any point where he was going there. So I, I thought he might've been more familiar with where he was, but then in that confrontation, uh, or no, when he's, when he's calling his boss, he says, yeah, I'm at some Island somewhere. So he had no idea where he was, even though he wasn't put to sleep by the gas. Uh, so that, that storyline was very disappointing to me because we spent so much time with him. And then all of a sudden, I'm just going to run to the end of this mountain and I'll get killed. Yeah. And that's it. We don't well, know the, 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 the organ trafficking thing 
was more of like an internal breach. That's not part of the organization, if I remember correctly. That was a couple of uh, workers trying to make an extra buck, no? I don't I think he's just that. saying that it didn't really service like the story, you know? Sure. It just was kind of there taking up space. It's just to make to make it a little bit more of a serious drama for the detective because he's the only one that... Wait, does he even find out about that? I don't even see. I don't even remember because it's only mentioned in that one episode. So I don't the remember exactly trafficking? what they do with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happens is he, he, he does find out about that and he's getting ready to make a move against him because he's thinking... Because somebody's ordering him to either take off his mask or he's asking him a question that he's not going to be able to answer. And then something happens. There's like a conflict with the doctor. Yeah, and and it does wind up tying into his story where he gets that alone time with the the other uh, employee of this game commission, and um, he kills that guy. I guess takes on his identity or or whatever. Or there's a an alarm set. They go looking for him, and that's how it brings us to okay, he's the brother of the guy who is actually leading this thing. So it doesn't feel particularly satisfying, I guess, because that doesn't go anywhere. Um, yeah. It's just kind of uh, another, you know, step in in that direction where you don't have that big payoff. That's kind of setting up something maybe down the road. Yeah. I think there's a really pure story in here, but there are some like kind of extra things that don't, you know, work exactly. But I mean, I still think the thing at heart is good enough to carry the rest. And I also love the tone of it. I, I want to ask if y'all kind of resonated with the tone because it never winked at itself, you know? And I think that but the violence never felt gratuitous, even though it was. Like, it felt very just, like, sobering, I guess, in a way. Well, go ahead. No, you, you, you can go. The, the violence felt uh, realistic, for the, realistic for the setting. Uh, if, if you're going to have a game where people are just going to die, uh, the fact that the... What, what are they even called? Do they even have a name? The the pink guys, uh, the, the pink guys. Uh, the fact that they're so ruthless and so matter of fact with the way they kill them, which is very evident in the in the little uh, candy or like sugar thing, where yeah. they're just like, yeah, well, just shoot him in the face and and who cares? Uh, so I, I really like that because uh, it shows that yeah, well, the game is is about surviving and you fucked up, so you're done. Uh, instead of having some type of, I don't know, uh, more Americanized, you know, emotional reason or like yeah. emotional conflict between characters that don't matter uh, when it comes to killing. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think if this was, if they wind up doing an American version of Squid Game, um, or rather if they had started, I do think it's only a matter of time before we get some foreign version of it. Like we'll get Russian Squid Game and I'm fine with that. I think there's, probably plenty of room to do that uh it's probably gonna be shit i don't i mean my expectations for wherever this can go are zilch i enjoy this one one season and you know if it if they don't stick the landing with the next yeah. one it is what it is but um i love to what to what hans was saying i i like i like, i mentioned this before i appreciate them not pulling any punches with the characters killing people off four episodes in because I'm wondering, well, how is this going to hold itself until episode nine? That's that's insane that we're going to lose the Pakistani guy and then the old guy uh, this early on. And I think if you were, if you had a, a more Netflixy version of this with American actors or just Western actors in general, 
I think it would have been by the numbers and a lot more Hunger Gamesy than uh, what we wound up getting. It's certainly the the Korean sensibilities that elevate this to uh, being something that is both cinematic and feels kind of earnest, I guess. Like, uh, you know, there there would be plenty of room to uh, you know make inside jokes or whatever about it and toy with. Oh, isn't this kind of predictable that we have this one character and he seems like the the guy who's going to win? And, and do all that, and they would have fucked it up if they had leaned into anything like that. I love the, um, I'm such a, I, I've really not seen any Korean stuff, but like, I feel like even just from seeing like Parasite and this, like that exterior world made, it makes sense why they'd go in, like eating ramen with no water, just like eating crunching ramen <laughs> in their mouth. And we like, would do that as kids in the projects. You go buy yourself one of those ramen, like plastic bag packs, and you would put the beef seasoning on it, and you would just sit and eat that. And people thought that was yeah. cool when you were nine and ten years old. I'm guilty of doing that when I was nine and ten years old. Haas, you live in Costa Rica. I'm sure you do. That I know. That's a week. No, <laughs> no. I'm being, I'm being very privileged over here with my ramen. <laughs> we have nice food. We have water for our ramen. That's gross. <laughs> uh, th- this um, the only thing that well, not the only thing, but one of the things that I was thinking of is um, you guys remember T- Takashi's Castle? Oh yeah. You guys remember that show? Of course. Uh, like I, I wish it's so it's it's this show that they dubbed uh in english and it's just a, con, a contest uh, most where... hold on in america it was known as most extreme elimination challenge and it was a part of uh tnn which became spike right. tv yeah so so it's just a competition of just random people uh trying to beat these giant structures that they would build uh, and a lot of it was just like you know jump from one thing to another and another thing is moving and the funniest thing was that they would just eat shit like you they would show them just falling on their head or like getting really hurt uh and uh they just dubbed a funny dialogue between the hosts uh on top of it so it's really funny. I don't know if it, I mean it probably still holds up because there's not much to it. But I well, here's uh, the thing. I watched that recently because I was on a beat Takashi kick for a while, trying to find whatever movies were on streaming. And I think something like Pluto TV or Tubi had Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. And I went back to it, and some of it is not. It's kind of like Kung Pao Enter the Fist E. You know oh, how that goes. Okay. But some of it was actually yeah. pretty funny. I would say like it was a good 60-40, though, so it's uncomfortable viewing in 2021. But uh, some of it, like there was a – just they, they had like – they would make teams and whatnot, and one is, uh, oh, we're going to do barbers versus uh, just gay right. people. And then they would just make a bunch of gay <laughs> jokes throughout it, and that would be like how the show would go. There's a there's – a, well, it's not a remake of it, but it's definitely r- ripping off Takashi's Castle. It's a, an American show called Wipeout. Where it's the same idea. I'm familiar with that, yeah, yeah. Or like American Ninja or whatever. Yeah, there's elements of that to that too. But Wipeout yeah. especially t- literally takes some of the challenges from Takashi's Castle, and then put that uh, what's his name, John Henson, the dude with the, he's a comedian with a gray streak in his hair, and he was famous for that in like the early '90s. Anyway, that show sucks, but it's it's good like simple viewing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This reminded me at times of of that. Uh, the the games that they who the fuck is John Henson? Never seen this guy before. Uh, never but seen anyway, that guy. yeah, that I know who you're no. talking about. 
so th this show reminded me of that at points uh, because of how, you know, matter of fact it was and, and how, you know, if, uh, if you can't figure out how to beat it, like they would just die. Uh, and yeah. I know that, you know, they, they don't die on that, on that show, but uh, the big structures and the big thing kind of reminded me a little bit of that, of that show. So it was, that was cool. Uh, you've seen Battle Royale. What is your preference between this and that? Oh, shit, it's been a while. I remember enjoying, enjoying it a lot, but I, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I don't really remember a lot of it, uh, but I, I remember enjoying it. Uh, I, I went on a, on a kick of Asian films a couple of years ago where we just watch as many as I could find. And that was one of the, the ones that I enjoyed the most because of, for that same reason, because the, the violence was very gratuitous and they, they just didn't pull any punches, even though it was teenagers. Mm. Uh, and it showed like a, a large gamut of the types of teenagers that you will find in a high school. So it wasn't, I mean, it was kind of cartoony, but not really, you know, it was very realistic. Uh, did they, did they ever remake? Oh, well, I guess Hunger Games is kind of like that, right? Hunger Games never, ripped like, it off. Did... She, she was like, no, I was, I was writing the books when the movie came out, when the other book, Sure. You know the the book was released the same day as the Columbine shooting. Well, the Columbine shooting wasn't released. I guess those bullets were released on those poor <laughs> children. But um, just a little fun fun bit of trivia for you guys. Uh, I really loved Battle Royale when it came out. That was probably my introduction to uh, Asian cinema, and uh, obviously beat Takashi's the the guy in there. So there's there is this direct chord I think between Takashi's Castle Battle Royale. And then something like this, which uh, I think the creator said he was very directly inspired by Battle Royale. And there were accusations that he was ripping off some yeah. manga, I guess. But I, I don't know anything about that. I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, who reads manga? It's like dorks, am I right? <laughs> no, it's, it's uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess I can see where... He would take elements from that because it is pretty much, yeah, we're going to throw you in this island and survive no matter what. There's going to be only one winner. Uh, but I don't know. One of, one of my favorite things about this um, series was how overly saturated everything was, how colorful, and how they, they uh, did a lot of really cool cinematography with what they had. Uh, and I guess creating this um, building where they could just do anything with it was a great way of just getting very creative with the, not only the the contests but also everything surrounding that uh how there was like a, a backstage where they the guys would uh um hang out kind of uh the pink guys uh and, yeah. and just the the way that it was shot and the 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 look of it was was really appealing to me that i feel like sad. even if i wasn't even if I was a big fan of the story, I would have enjoyed that part. It was super inspired by Kubrick. Did you did y'all feel like that at all? Because like the classical music felt like um, Clockwork mm. Orange a little bit. Um, the violence, you know, and especially like that shot where the, um, the big uh, piggy bank is on the floor. You've got almost like Shining esque tile kind of coming out around it. Mm. If you look at it again, I, I think it, I think uh, I saw a lot of Kubrick. In, um, I would say I, I picked up design. on, yeah, I, I picked up on some vibes of that, maybe toward the, uh, like the last third of the series, but uh, not explicitly, uh, I would say. Um, 
but that's interesting to know. And I, 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 I'm, I'm probably going to revisit this at some point, uh, pretty soon just to get like a better, or I guess more well-rounded, uh, mm-hmm. perspective on this, but that first game is so good. Like I, I, I kind of just want to rewatch that first episode. Cause that, when that, I mean, I think you kind of know it's going to happen, but just the way it does is just sort of, cause you don't know if it's going to be like a laser beam or something like cheesy. It's just a, you know, gunshot from an unseen area, you know, just mowing these people down. Uh, that might so be my brutal. favorite game of the, uh, yeah, you know, the, I think, yeah. the table that they put in front of them. Uh, Hans, what about you? Do you have a, a preference between which game is uh, maybe your favorite? I, I like the glass one. So that was the yeah. scariest mm. one, the worst one to play, I think, personally, because I'm fat. <laughs> so I was like, this is not going <laughs> to hold me, no matter which one I step on. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so what were the games? So you have the the red light. We've got, yeah, uh, we've got light. red light, green, green light, light. The sugar cookies. Green. War. Oh, the sugar cookies sugar one. That was, was good, good, too. That was, uh, that was, uh, I mean, I, I clearly they're not going to kill off the character in like episode two or three, yeah. but the, that whole sequence is very nerve inducing watching that, the anxiety there of getting the umbrella and yeah, <clears throat> that one's a great one. That's a very licking one. it. Yes. Yeah. So you got those three, then you have the glass one. Uh, what no, are the other? Pinball. You missed pinball or not marbles. Oh, the marble oh, game. Oh, right. The marble was, yeah. I probably had the, the most The one was stress. terrifying, too. They're like... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that ends on a cliffhanger. They're just, gonna... just going... Oh, oh, I'm just like, oh, my God. They're just about to pull these people off a cliff. That's, <laughs> that's, that's another reach that I didn't quite uh, sign on for is, oh, we're actually going to run in their direction and they'll all topple over and then we'll pull... It's like, nah, you guys would, you guys would go right down if you tried yeah. that. Let's be real. But yeah, the the Marvel game that relies almost purely on uh, manipulation for the characters we're familiar with, that was probably like the most stress-inducing because my entire mm-hmm. thinking was there's going to be some kind of work around. They're not going to kill off this many like big characters at this yeah. point. There's going to be something where they all hit the button and then the game's paused and then they're going to go out. Or maybe if you don't play the game, then... You, you both survive, and that's not how it went at all. It was no one of you has to die, and I I well, appreciated that. They did that with the gross gross woman, right? Where she just didn't play, and all of a sudden she, she got lucky passed. to be left out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That disgusting woman. That character <laughs> like, was so gross. That character was so disgusting. Her and the and the the you know bad guy, the greaser hunk guy, John Travolta. Yeah, that's every time that we were on screen, I was like, that's fucking, especially that sex scene. It's like, I no, no, no one wants to see that. That's fucking gross. <laughs> what were you going to say? Sorry, Dickel. Um, I don't remember. What were we talking about? We're, uh, we're, talking, we're talking about, about Squid Game, the new Netflix series. Oh, yeah, series. I was talking about <laughs> when, I, when he's like, give me your marbles, go look for, go look for old players and people who haven't finished. I'm like, I'm like, oh no, no! <laughs> the Indian guy, yeah. He, How he's like, okay, easily. Pakistan. Like, Hold on, someone corrected like... you on Facebook, Hans. This is a Pakistani man, not an Indian man. Oh. Oh, what's the difference? I said, uh... I said Indian earlier in the stream too, so I, I need to, I need to apologize for that. You know, that could, that could be bad. I'm sorry if, an Indian as a Pakistani. You're done. Sure. I'm sorry for all the Indian people that are going to watch this, I guess. 
I'm sorry <laughs> that I confused <laughs> the guy that I guess <laughs> that I guess is Pakistani or whatever. Uh, but yeah, when he fell for the oh, let me make you a little pouch for you thing, I was like, oh, this is gonna this is dumbass. And then yeah, around your neck it'll be safer. Oh my he, lord. <laughs> He ends up with a bag of ropes, like a rocks. He was like missing a more than a couple here. fingers. He was missing more than a couple fingers. Am I right? <laughs> are we? Are we missing a game? Uh, well, the well, last game is the squid game, which is the fight to the death. Oh right! So you got the squid game. You got the marbles. The but we also one, had the two the interval war. The, the two intervals that were not really games, which was yeah, you guys are going to have dinner. And we're going to leave some knives in front of you. And we're also going to turn the lights off and let you guys go ahead. Right. So that that took yeah. out a couple of characters. The, the dinner felt like a, a real life anime moment, you know, that mm. seemed very comic book-esque with the suits and with the numbers and everything. Like, I, I thought that was pretty cool. The design is so, so good in this. X, uh, PlayStation, mask faces, you know, all that right. stuff. Oh, it was pretty fantastic. The, the the design I didn't like was the sparkly masks that the Americans had. <laughs> that felt well that, that felt very uh uh white shut ish. I right? thought that now was more hotline Kubrick. Miami. Kubrick. Oh right, okay. I was <laughs> like, yeah. Because they're all I just, just got my dick sucked on the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> they're just horny. Just like, all right, I guess they're rich people that want to see Asian people kill themselves, so we're just gonna put them. We're gonna put them in ropes, and we're gonna give you animal Dude, masks like, so that that's like some no. people's takes. I've talked to this about. They're like, yeah, those American guys. They really make you think. I'm like, oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> oh, it's like capitalism, bro. <laughs> uh, it's just like mother. Look at that motherfucker. It's like, what is this? What's happening? What happened? <laughs> why did you switch? Like, why couldn't you just get rich Korean people? We get it. You know, we understand what the message is. Ba- uh, rich people bad. Bringing those like felt so jarring, especially when. Bad. Yeah, especially especially when the when the front guy all started also speaking English. Just like, wh- wh- why? We don't need this. Like, just make them Korean. Like, you're not even gonna see their faces. I mean, you see that fat guy fully naked uh just thanks for that i guess but but if they're not gonna be anything but just like talking heads with terrible dialogue just make them korean i i don't i didn't understand that that choice uh especially when when you say that netflix had nothing to do with it when it comes to the story or whatever it's like why was like this feels more like a like a, a lefty uh forced uh making a point of how uh rich americans are evil or whatever but then they don't don't really go anywhere with that they just show up to see them die and then they watch them die and then at the end when the guy wins or no when he uh when when the guy beats him up and then he goes to to get to the end of the game so he can win then he steps back and he's like what is he doing it's like why 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 do we need (laughs) Why do we need the audience? I guess I, I, I don't know. Like that that choice really yeah. fucking bothered me. Uh, it really took it down a notch for me. How 
they made a point of having those characters there to show that rich people are evil where you could have just done that with hey the front guy has money you don't need that you know uh and then the fact that made them american with that fucking tommy wiseau ass performance uh really was like i don't uh, fast forward to this unnecessary part that doesn't really do anything for the story it's a Here's tense a that world building kind of fall flat a lot i think you know which i think it's like not everything needs to be a world you know i don't think star wars necessarily needed to be a world you know right like some things are just good stories that happen to have a fantastical element but that doesn't necessarily mean it has all these it's not like lord of the rings where it's got these facets built in that are like rich you know yeah you can definitely get stunted by your own ambition a good a case of that is uh what's his name richard kelly the guy who did donnie darko he did a movie called the box and the box i think was based on a twilight zone episode and it was pretty straightforward it was a guy showing up at a door with a box saying, listen, if you open this box, you're going to get like X amount of money, but somebody you don't know is going to die. Okay, cool. Well, then you have the situation right there. This this couple, this married couple is going to debate opening the box. And eventually the woman opens the box and then her husband dies. And the guy shows up and he's like, well, did you really think you thought you know, you, you thought you knew your husband? Hell. Ugh, that's that's that how that sucks. <laughs> so you, that's that's the movie too. You didn't know him in the Universals. <laughs> Do you really know him spiritually? No. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> but I guess because it's an easy what, on, it's an but, easy choice. Right. Someone here's, I don't know is going to die. I'm going to be rich. Fuck it. You know. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Uh, so you, someone you don't know is going to die. But here's what the Richard Kelly film did: is it introduces some alien aspect and then there's time travel or something. I don't know. It's been like 15 years yeah. since I watched it, but they, they try to set up so many things that don't go anywhere and aren't related to the box. So that sucks. And that's terrible. Um, on the topic of squid game. Yeah. I could see them. This feels like something they're just planting the seed of like, let's see how this goes over. Maybe we can flesh this out, make it its own series. Maybe this is going to be the, yeah. the, you know, the primary thing about season two whatever that might be, and it doesn't work out. Now, I had a question I was going to throw out there uh, real quick, which is obviously they're going to consider an English language remake. (laughs) Who knows if that's going to be in the UK or in America? I don't understand what the point of that would be considering it's the most popular Netflix show I think ever, right? That's completely redundant at this point, but somebody will think about it. What director would you have helm? The Western version. A good version or a bad version? <laughs> well, you can either play it the realistic route or you can you can do the good version. Huh. Um, I think the realistic route is you would get either David Fincher or you would get Adam McKay or somebody. Whoever is helming Parasite right now, Jay Roach, yeah. some fucking... 90s comedy director loser trying to be taken seriously sucks yeah it's so bleak Gee, I, want chris pratt to st- I want chris pratt to star of course that's every character <laughs> he plays asians he just puts tapes on his eyes no, <laughs> he's, he's not gonna be, he's not gonna be asian he's normal now all right <laughs> they love him Who in you Korea, by the way <laughs> He does, you, well, you, he does you a bunch of shitty advertisements in Korea that nobody knows about, 
But when I went to Korea, I saw him on buses promoting hair products, promo- nothing that you would ever see probably online ever. Hair products? He has my hairline. <laughs> How do you promote hair products with a shitty hairline that he obviously has he to get Fortnite uh, manicures? He, yeah, he was all over the place. Well, get that bag, I guess. Good for you. We went from what, living in his van to doing Fortnite commercials, I guess. Um, who, who, Spike Lee, who would you guys? Spike Lee for the oh, oh, for the bad version, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who would you guys cast as the main five? Well, can you read off the characters' names as a refresher? Oh, Jesus, no. Do there's they say Jihun, their names? Sir? There's there's Jihoon, there's Stang Wu. Uh, the girl is called Kaeyong, I believe, or I I can't remember her name. Her name is, is the... uh, G Kasai Bio. That's, this is gonna be bad. <laughs> I can't. This is gonna be bad. This is just me being sounding racist trying to read these things. You got Jihan. You got Sangwoo. Uh, Ali was the Pakistani guy. All right, let, let's Hwang just Jonah. use superlatives here for the sake of convenience, right? People, anyone who listens to this probably isn't gonna know the yeah. characters by name anyway. So you can, yeah. Now, are we thinking like, all right, well, this has a film budget, so just, you know, you can you can yeah. cast whoever you want. Because I don't think Chris Pratt's doing a TV series, even if it's for Netflix or, or Amazon. Yeah. So, yeah, main guy. Beck Waltz is the front man. He'd be good. Ah, that would be such a waste, though, because his face would never be in it. It's just his voice. Maybe he well, he's a little old. Out. He's a little old to be yeah, somebody's brother. So. Maybe, you get, maybe you throw in like a That's good... True. You'd have to have the detective be like in his forties or something. And does anyone in their forties really good. care about their brother? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Kind of over. I'm 35. I don't care about mine. <laughs> <Exactly. Yeah. laughs> I, um, I feel like I don't even know any like young American actors that are like uh, charismatic or anything. Like it's it's hard to think of them. Like who do they get? They get like Timothy Chalamet. Oh, oh Dune. <laughs> we should get into Dune. How is he in Dune, Hans? Uh, God, he was so out of place as that character. I get that it's someone's son, you know. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not really that well versed on, on the Dune lore. I saw the David uh, Lynch one, which I enjoyed uh, for what it is. I didn't really think of uh, doing more investigating about whatever the story is or whatever those books are. Because uh, I think it's most multiple books, right? Not just one. Yeah, it's a whole. Right, a whole series. Okay, um, he just felt, especially because they have a couple of fight scenes, and he's just like you couldn't beat anyone up. Like you're little, you're like very little and very dainty and very not uh, main character in a blockbuster movie material. I don't think uh, so. I he's just completely out of place. I, I don't understand why they continue casting him as like that guy you know i'm sure if he plays like a a little twink guy fine you know he's that's what he is but he also doesn't have the range not not that i'm very familiar with his work i've only seen a couple of the things he's done but there's not much to his performance that would elevate that from what he looks like so he just looks like a like a skinny guy doing cosplay in the movie throughout the whole thing and he's like the main uh character of it so it's it was kind of yeah kind of out of place kind of like why not get anyone else you know when they need a young looking Uh, actor 
who I guess has acting chops. I mean, he's not bad, really, usually most of the time in anything, but he does such Oscar Beatty films that it, it, it's almost hard to determine whether or not, uh, he, you know, he's up to snuff. They just go to him. And he's got ties, I think, to like old New York money or something. He's just, he's on contract with all these companies and they're looking to throw him in uh, wherever they can. Lucas Hedges must be so jealous of Timothy Chalamet. He tried to have that same career. Oh, I'm going to pop up in Manchester by the Sea and Lady Bird. But he's got a very uh, unattractive Are physique. Are different people? Ginger. <laughs> he's got a round face. He's he kind of he looks like a young Jesse Plemons a little bit. He's redheaded, you know. So he's, he, can't, he can't carry the screen quite the same way as, you know, very small-faced Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. To, to be fair, now that Dakota said that, I couldn't think of any young actors. I, yeah, I'm looking at a you list make, of a lot you of... You could do the Squid Game reboot with like a Will Smith production and he could have his kids be the... Oh, Jaden Smith, of course. <laughs> Jaden and uh, Willow. That would be something Jay, you would do, I feel like. Isn't Jaden like 30 now? <laughs> I, don't think he's I have like, no idea. Well, he, he has to play a dad, teaser. right? He's going to play a deadbeat dad. So... He's going to play, no, he's going to play the Williams twins dad. That's his favorite role. Mm. Yeah, I'm not, I don't fucking recognize any of this. You got uh, Tom Holland, which would have been a, oh, another God. horrible choice. Uh, Ezra Miller, Ansel Elgort, uh, Lucas Hedges, I mentioned Dylan <laughs> Minette, <laughs> Finn Wolfhard. Oh yes, that's Daniel that's Ratcliffe. the pick. Nat Wolf. Finn Wolfhard. Nat Wolf was his mole, or is that his brother, the one with the mole? Which one's no, the one with the mole? They both have moles. They're disgusting. Oh. <laughs> Joe uh, Carey with his weird face. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't know if I could go let's young. Just I don't... Let's just hope there's no American reboot because I I think that's it's an awful idea. Maybe you could have Brendan know, Fraser. What, 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 what? <laughs> Brendan Fraser is the front man. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I also feel like if they were to do an American adaptation, because this one's so popular, they probably wouldn't do it the same way. They'd probably do it uh, kind of similar to, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Paranormal Activity Tokyo Night. What? There's a par- okay, so there's two Paranormal Activity 2s. There's Paranormal Activity, then there was Paranormal Activity 2 Tokyo Night, which was released in Japan, and then they did Paranormal <laughs> Activity 2. The American one, the, real, the full-on one. So they kind of did like a, I guess what video yeah. games do, where you get two, but then another version of two. Yeah, and it the ties in for the DS versus the Nintendo. You know, <laughs> it's on the off console. There you go. So, uh, Paranormal Activity Two Tokyo Night, even though it's called Tokyo Night, takes place in the same house as that first Paranormal Activity in Los Angeles. Um, and it's, it's just called Tokyo Night because it's Asian people. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I honestly just think so. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what are we living a Tokyo Night in Los Angeles? Yeah, so they would do it. Is it good? I'm just not. I'm just I don't know. Not a I haven't seen it. Guy. I just feel like, I, as a creative person, I'm sort of offended, you know, by the by the notion of it. I mean, I get why it happens, but it just, you know, bums me out, kind of, you know. But I mean, this has been said a million times. 
But here's a better here's yeah, a better I, here's a better comparison. It would be like when they did the U.S. office, and then David Brent shows up for a couple of episodes later yeah. later in the series. That's mm-hmm. essentially what they would probably do. Yeah. Yeah. I I hope they don't do it. I I have no uh, trust that uh, fully controlled by Netflix production of this would be any good because you'll you'll start seeing the same issues that all of those series that start well and then just fall apart which is pretty much every Netflix production series have uh and has would, any Netflix yeah. show been able to sustain its quality for longer than we'll say two seasons I I mean when when Netflix started doing original series back in like what 2012 2011 2013 uh yeah. Orange is the New Black and and those shows those were pretty good. And at a certain point... I mean, I'm a huge Bojack Horseman fan. I feel like that held up for its whole run. I, I haven't seen that. I've only heard good things about it. But I know that was one of the uh, the originals that, that were part of that slate. And I think yeah. maybe their first uh, original animated program. Uh, I thought F is for Family, yeah. the Bill Burr animated show, was it's okay for good. a season. Um, so, But then also you have like Mind Hunter, which became like the... I think the last real big popular show uh after stranger things and that dark. falls off in season two. Oh, dark I, yeah dark i guess was so. good but that's what like dutch or german something like that uh it's like a non-american production so i guess maybe that's why it ended up working out really well by the well, end of did it they produce it or did they acquire it let me see i'm not i'm not entirely sure um but that's that's the first one that comes to mind, just because it's one that I finished, and I was like, okay, that's a that is a satisfying ending. Like it didn't it didn't go corny or weirdly uh, out of left field for no reason at all. Uh, Did you ever watch Ozarks, sure. the the Jason Bateman show that was on Netflix that lasted, I think, three seasons? Well, there, there's a new one coming out soon, uh, and yeah, that, that's I like that one. I like Ozark. Uh, three seasons already it says that their final season or the final parts coming out in 2022 uh that one was very consistent but besides that i'm looking at the the original series over here you got stranger things the crown which i've never seen lost in space uh narcos mexico i don't care umbrella academy black summer which is oh, black very summer. Successful. Well, that's, that's been a classic uh and maintained its quality all the way through everybody knows that yeah, uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> quality. Uh, you got another are you, life. Are y'all into the? Um, I think you should leave. Have you seen that? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I watched season one. I thought it was very funny and surprisingly funny yeah. for for any modern entertainment. I have not watched season two, but it looks chock full of celebrity guest stars, which is never pretty, a good sign. It's still pretty good. No, it's, it's good. It's about this. It, it's a yeah, and the I don't know if they played up the celebrities and the um promo but it's just about as much as it is in the first season where about one sketch an episode has one you know but there's a good like bob odenkirk sketch they got another tim heidecker one which isn't as good as i think the stogies in like the that that episode that uh skit was probably my favorite in season one with the tim heidecker terrible character because i feel like that's him you know because mm. he's i think he's he's evil deep down tim heidecker or at least he's or he's very good at playing with his dark side, but I feel like he crosses that line, maybe. But anyway, the second what, season was pretty good. What did you think of uh, Tim Heidecker's 
uh, what was it a YouTube special he put out? The stand up. I thought it was funny, but, but I mean, like, I've, I've like, I knew about him doing that. Like that was my introduction to him back in like 2011. Like mm-hmm. I was in high school and my friend was like, this guy does Tim and Eric. He also does these shows where he goes up and he just does anti comedy. So I think if anyone says like this shtick is not funny, at least Tim has kind of done it for a decade, roughly. So he's at least committed to it, whether or not it's a good joke. You know, I, you know, I, I see both sides where he's kind of like, he's like, fuck Joe Rogan. Like, I think that's kind of lame personally, you know, like he doesn't want to put in the chops kind of for what stand up is. But at the same time, it's like, it's art for me. I think it's art. Yeah, I think that's you know, that kind of transcends that. I think the problem with that is that when you're doing anti-comedy, you have to be likable. And I don't find him very likable. Well, it, it, it depends on what you're, you're I mean, you have to Not be likable to Andy, do anything. People hated Andy Kaufman. I love Andy Kaufman. You're viewing him through that lens of like looking back. You know, you weren't like in an audience in the 70s, like seeing this guy go up and read like a Victorian novel because he's pissed <laughs> off because people want him to be the taxi character. See, but then I, I, I wouldn't. I enjoy more uh, a Sam Hyde or uh, an Andy Sandberg when it comes yeah. to you know someone yeah, from those that two guys same, are the same. Those two side, guys, yeah, very similar. <laughs> <laughs> two, sides the, two sides of the coin. Yeah, when it comes to like anti-comedy, whenever they do, like I remember uh, one of the worst roasts, and I think the last roast I ever saw was that James Franco one, and I think Andy Sandberg did a anti-roast thing where he just said nice things about everyone. And that, I don't know, I found that really funny and that that was completely anti what, what the show was supposed to be. But I, I just, I don't, I don't like t- uh, Team Heidecker. I've, I've always, even when I, when I like the, when I watch the show, uh, I always like Eric better. I thought he was like a more, maybe because of his physicality, uh, funnier than, than uh, Tim. And then you after, you know, him digging being into. Like six foot seven, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> just a, a giant man wearing dresses. <laughs> the yeah. you are, the funnier you, the bigger the laughs. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, uh, to, to, to bring it back to Dark, it's apparently, yeah, uh, the first German language original series. So they did have control over it, but I guess in Europe, uh, you can get more creative without caring so much about like emotions and sensibilities as, as you do with American shows. So maybe uh, that's why that one worked real quick about Tim Heidecker. Have either of you seen Mr. America, his 2016 or 2017? Yeah. Maybe it was actually 2018 or 2019 film. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. he, he had the whole arc on, on cinema. I'm a real Decker head, you know, I've, I've, I've done... <laughs> but yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. I actually, I, I, I was really That's not funny. liking Tim Heidecker and I feel like he's a man who's full of a lot of hate that he needs to let go of to be really funny yeah. again. Um, yeah. But I, I checked that out because I've been a loyal Tim and Eric fan forever and I enjoy on cinema. At the, so I was familiar with that character and the Greg Turkington dynamic yeah. and all that. And I was uh, surprisingly pleased that it was both funny yeah. and, uh, you know, a pretty smooth watch. It wasn't bogged down with any of the bullshit that he puts out online. So <clears throat> that's actually, if for, for any like old school Tim and Eric fans, I, w- I would definitely recommend Mr. America. 
also on that, I think Moonbase. I don't know if you've seen the Moonbase show that he did with um, Fred Armisen. And I John watched C. the Riley. pilot to it. I, I haven't yeah. really gotten fully into it. Um, I haven't revisited it since, but it wasn't due to the yeah. uh, the quality or the humor at all. I just haven't gotten around to it. I don't have Showtime. So. Yeah, I had to like get that free Showtime for a week to watch it. And then, you know, I binged it. But that was really good, too. I don't know if I'll make a second season because, like, it's 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 kind of like um baskets you know it's mm-hmm. got this like it's not political at all you know it's it's just like straight um like whimsical or fantastical humor you know it's 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 that old style of comedy i guess like let's dissect what throwing a pie in someone's face is you know like it's i feel like it's that which i think people do not it just does not resonate today as much as like something being like oh, no, you didn't, you know, like, it, it's not constantly, like, pointing at itself. It's just kind of floating here and existing and being funny, but it's not quite, it's not, like, hitting you in the ribs and telling you to chuckle, you know? Yeah, uh, that was, a, I think that was originally supposed to be a movie, and they diced it up into episodes. Yeah. Because when I it was originally that. announced, I, I, I believe it was announced with, like, a, a slate of films, and maybe they just didn't specify that it was going to be a series or, or whatever. I know A24 produced it, if I recall correctly. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's definitely one I, I have to get around to uh, checking out, especially since I'm, I've got like a comedy void in general. There's just obviously nothing good. Norm MacDonald died. It was the, the worst day, I think. What's the, He's my what, favorite. What's funny now on TV because I'm also, I've also been I love looking a good for... commercial. Have you ever seen a good like a Huggies good commercial? commercial? <laughs> no. <laughs> Those bears no. crack me up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think the best comedy is coming from like an Instagram meme, like like insanely rejected or like intellectuals. You know, I think that's where I get my the most laughs. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm constantly. Instagram. Sharing posts from intellectuals that that Twitter that Instagram That's account is one. rich. I don't even know what that is. You're too you old. To get on the so intellectuals. You got no, to be younger. You should just deactivate Instagram. You got to be younger. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What What's that show that they based on a Twitter account about some? Oh, they made a Shit cartoon about says. some aunt in Chicago. No, they did a cartoon about some. Things that my aunt from Chicago said, and it's didn't based you, on the didn't Twitter. Didn't you like they're making a Soy Jack show or something for adults? Oh no, that's a, that's a, that's a meme. That's sh- that's fake. That's, that's not, not real. Thing. Oh, oh my gosh, I was about to oh. say. <laughs> it's not real. So unfortunate. You it's need so the believable. big disinformation bar around your around your around your content. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're out here sharing dangerous messages about <laughs> uh, Wojak cartoons on Adult Swim. <laughs> Uh, did you find out what that show was, Hans? What show? The aunt aunt Twitter account. Oh, uh, based on so a new. Uh, I think there's a new show based on Black Twitter coming to CBS called The Cookout. Oh my gosh, Oof. that's what I've heard. It's called Chicago Party Aunt. That's like that looks like the Paradise PD uh, animation. For yep. this show too yeah that show's yeah. trash the, the paradise one i haven't seen this one but yeah it's like that uh, brickle it, it's awful there's some god it's the, cartoons on I, netflix I, 
I think it's the same people. Yeah, Brickleberry yeah. And, and Paradise Beneath. Yeah, I that movie. That movie Zola. People say was... like Big Mouth. People say Big Mouth is the worst. I think that. I think that is the worst. Like Big Mouth is like gold over over Brickleberry. <laughs> See, I haven't watched either of these. I definitely Shut... don't know what Brickleberry yeah, is. Just skip them. Uh, I'm, I'm just <laughs> watching old them. ER episodes from 1993. That's the world I'm living in right now. Uh, but that that film Zola that A24 produced is all based on a Twitter thread uh, as well. So there seems to be some kind of uh, currency to, well, what's to that after all. Uh, it's called Zola. It's about some, some whores in Florida. Uh, I remember when Twitter started and they put it in that movie Chef. And like that was a huge aspect to the movie Chef. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually completely forgot that there was a Twitter aspect until right now. Yeah, the sun is like tweeting about it the whole time and it's like animating the bird. And this was like right when like they're like, we got to make Twitter a thing. Like emojis, emoji movie would probably come out like a year or two after that. It's wild. It's wild what they're trying to just say is a thing. Like what is a product? It's like your Instagram filter. It feels like they're putting me in charge of creating things based on internet. You know, where I have like a very faint idea of what it is. And it's like, this is it. Like screen no, brightness, just... the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, just an old... Siri, the movie. An, an old person that has sticks. a very, yeah, faint idea of what the thing is. And then all of a sudden we're just going to so make 10 be, episodes on be... it. There'll be animated Bluetooths and they go on adventures <laughs> together. Uh, there was essentially uh, 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 a Stephen King novel where he was paid to incorporate, like, make Kindle the thing. And uh, he, there was like a bad Kindle. I think it was called You Are, Your. And this was an Amazon yeah. exclusive. Uh, <laughs> and it was, it was like a haunted Kindle would come up. Didn't they make fun of that in like Scary Movie 5 20 there years was a ago family with a guy giant right? iPod? I think it was a no the giant problem, iPod. Maybe, yeah, yeah. It was like a robot or something. One of the it was when, war. They were yeah, doing War like, of the Worlds. And it was Scary Movie Four, and they were iPods coming up from the ground. Stephen King's been getting all of his book ideas from Treehouse of Horror for like the last twenty years. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, television is certainly in a dire state, but Squid Game, I would certainly recommend Fantastic. Squid Game. Yeah. Is it is it the best show? Is it the best show in recent? I think it's the best thing I saw from Netflix this year. The best show of all time. Says who? I think Hans was saying that before the show. I don't know. No, I didn't even like it that much. (laughs) That's high praise. What is the best show of all time? For me, I think it's like Breaking Bad. That's the one I've gone back to, and I feel like still holds up. I I, like I'd say Sopranos. But these, see, our answers are so boring and typical. Those are the you top two. That, that's like the top of Ranker or like a Rolling Stone article of like the best TV from the mm. last. Yeah, you know, Breaking Bad. Go ahead, say The Wire now, Hans. No, the I think if you guys, factor. I think. No, I think if you guys uh, gave Burr notice a chance, you would be pleasantly <laughs> yeah, surprised. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, how could I forget? My Burn dad really notice. likes Californication. Is that any good? I don't think anything uh, on Showtime. You know what I've been rewatching is Dexter. Uh, I'm on to season four of Dexter, and oh, that's God. that. That's kind of hit and miss more than I I remember it being. But I mean, you get to see John Lithgow naked in a tub with a young woman. <laughs> yeah, that's always a it's more spot. miss than hit. I think it was, the first... it was really insistent on that scene. 
<laughs> he wanted to go. I was method. just saying, he's yeah. he's a big sixty year old man, and he's actually naked in this tub with this woman who's like thirty or under. That must be uncomfortable for her. Maybe I don't know. Actresses are pretty fucking oh, he's damaged. A, he's a legend. He was on Third Rock from the Sun. Would you get in a tub with him? <laughs> No, he's Lord, maybe. He's Lord What's Kampar. the paycheck like? <laughs> <laughs> what cast member from Third Rock from the Sun would you most want to be in a tub with? Oh, Jesus. Um, French Stewart. What's French Stewart, yeah. Because <laughs> he would take no space at all. I can just stretch my legs. Uh, or what's his name? The the guy that actually had a career after that? Uh, besides Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Uh, yeah. The ch- yeah, you mean the yeah, child yeah. from the show? Well, he's not a child anymore. He's like <laughs> no, older than but, me, I think. <laughs> um, he's he's a, yeah, he's about your age, man. His career certainly dried up lately, huh? Right after he did yeah, what, what was it done? Inception? That was the end for him. He tried. He invested too much in that hit record web app or something, and it just didn't really go anywhere. Uh, he did, he was in Whiplash. What was that guy's name? That was Miles Teller. They should use him. He'd be a good Squid Game guy. He's yeah, compelling. I, I guess so. Ish. Enough. I think as, as far uh, as young uh, actors go, he's definitely top of the heap. Young Burt Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, why go not? Any, any era. Yeah. Joseph yeah, Gordon, Gordon Levitt. Yeah. Gordon Levitt did that Snowden movie. That's his last big project, I guess. Yeah, and that bombed. So that's why that was his last big project. Nobody saw that. People are done with Oliver Stone. I've never seen that. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. They got an Alex Jones movie coming out. That'll be exciting. Oh, right. Uh, Alex Lee Moyer, who did TFW No GF, has a documentary called Alex's War that's coming out that I'm I'm intrigued by. Maybe we'll get her on. If she's not. Here's what happened. We did a we did a show on TFW No GF. And we were pretty critical of that documentary. And then shortly thereafter, I got a follow on Twitter from Alex Lee Moyer. And she never engaged with any of my shit. She was she just kind of like monitoring, I guess. Just, 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 I know what you're up watching to. I know it. what you said. Do you, think she's do you think she listened to it? I do think she listened to it. That was, that's, I seemed very it peculiar. Early. It was like the same day. It was literally like within 24 hours that she followed me. Dude, you're gonna be you're gonna be her white whale for Alex's war. She's gonna be like, I need to make this so that Lorez finally likes my work. Well, I've softened on TFW. I mean, maybe it was just that 2020 was an abysmal year, but I also think that documentary does, especially uh, given everything else that's out there, have some worth. And the fact it was able to premiere at South by Southwest, even if it was just digitally. I think it's kind of cool. It exists in a, a unique space, I guess. Mm-hmm. What do you think I about Hans? I haven't seen it, but... No, I was just I remembering how much I didn't care for that documentary. <laughs> how much I was like, cool. What care. about the cowboy? What about the guy who wears the cowboy boots and the cowboy hat and just walks around? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You just he said it. Like, what... Right. Yeah. What was the other documentary that came out around the same time that was pretty much the same uh, uh, topic? No, no. I mean, well, it was adjacent to it. It was Feels Good Man, the Pepe documentary, which was about uh, Matt Fury or whatever his name is, trying to shut down alt-right trolls or whatever. And um, 
uh, guests of the show, Eggy, appears in both of these. He did the commentary for the Blu-ray. He's not even really in TFW No GF. They just play a music video of his. But they said, hey, you want to do the commentary? We'll fly you out. And he did the commentary. So you can listen to that if you pick up the Boutique Blu-ray. What a time to be alive, getting these documentaries about incels on the internet. It's very cool. We're all going to make it, guys. <laughs> They're going to uh, be flying us all in one day for Blu-ray, uh, <laughs> Blu-ray commentaries. I would be oh, thrilled if this wound up a commentary on Alex's war. If the three of us just got that invitation because of you prompting that, that subject, Dakota. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking you're of... Oh. You're wicked out over Twitter with Alex. Yeah. Well, she's not even on... She deactivated. She's gone. She was. She, I think she got oh. harassed after Campbot or somebody turned on her. Campbot turns on everybody. That guy has no loyalty, it seems. Oh. Speaking of squ- Squid What's Game, uh, apparently... Uh, <laughs> Pete Pete, this Pete, is the English Pete language Davison remake. And, yeah, Pete Davis and Rami Malek did a parody of it, apparently. That's, uh, I bet oh, it's really uh, funny. Yeah. yeah, I bet it's funny. Oh, man, that's probably so bad. Uh, I wonder if it's a uh, song. It is he's a song. looking at the camera. Of it course a it's a song. Oh, God. It's, it's a, a, you know, a country he's the song. rap guy. He's kind of like it's the a... dangerous comedian. Uh, well, they removed that from the internet, so I guess. But yeah, yeah we can't stop God. singing it. Oh, I'm glad we were yeah. scared. <laughs> this would have taken. Listen, if you had played that for real anyway, this would have gotten clipped on YouTube. Yeah, this would have. Mm-hmm. No, well, I guess that's YouTube why is so it. now you have to in jeopardy. Yeah, the episode would not have played for anybody. If you remember what happened when we it tried to do one one obscure It's Pat sketch from 1991, <laughs> and the entire Civic TV got blacklisted worldwide. NBC is so on the on their game, on the ball when it comes to making sure nobody sees any SNL clips, mm-hmm. and for a good oh, reason. Thank God! Know. Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're doing God's work, keeping keeping that from my eyes. <laughs> oh God! What are you making yourself sucks. disgusted by? You gotta you gotta illustrate the picture here, Hans. Is it just no, no? I'm just I'm trying I'm trying to find it, but I, I saw I saw like the yeah they don't have the they fucking nuked it from everywhere. But uh, that, it, there's a couple of screenshots that just look. Like the Saturday Night Live from 2021, I guess. Uh, but I can't watch it because I'm not I'm in America. So I'll leave that. You're going to get NordVPN. This is a perfect opportunity to gain a sponsorship from NordVPN. We don't have that. We don't yeah. have Audible's trying to no. get me back. That's the best we're going to get right now. And they don't, they don't even pay that. They're, they're commissioned. So fuck that. We're not doing that. All right, I've, I they think do it I for think exposure. Yeah, yeah I've, for the exposure. Yeah, going to promote Audible. Yeah, the exposure on Audible. Uh, are there any closing thoughts on Squid uh, Game or or maybe the state of television, Hans? You're so distracted by Pete Davidson's sorry books. <laughs> you just look viscerally Fucking disgusted yuck. on the screen. It's Ugh. just quiet and repulsed. Yeah, I just. Just stop making that show. That show stopped being funny twenty years ago. Just end it. I mean, I guess, I guess you have the what the middle America to blame for it to exist. Is that even for them? Like, I don't understand who watches SNL anymore. 
Like who enjoys this type it's of? So, it's but like it's what you said the other day, Larez on the on the um, Survivor one. It's it's just stuff that they can cheaply churn out forever, and it's just background noise. You know, I feel like right getting upset about the existence of SNL is like getting mad that there's like white bread in the in the grocery store, you know, or something like that. Like it's just there existing you don't have to eat it you know and like, yeah it's like when will they cancel the 11 o'clock news it, who's watching the yes. 11 o'clock <laughs> news every night there's 600 local viewers this can't just but they've figured out something and when it comes to something like saturday night live um something's gonna play saturday night at 12 30 and the cast members are only getting paid something like far less than what you would expect i'll say that and it's all a matter of competition who is going to go up against Saturday Night Live at that same hour? Nobody. Okay, so the sponsors will throw the money, and maybe you'll see a budget decline, but uh, it's not very likely. I mean, I don't know 15. anyone on SNL besides Pete Davidson and, like, Keenan. Well, Keenan's you always know, been like, there. Keenan's like yeah. Jack Torrance of Saturday Night Live. He's just in all, he's in the nineteen seventies cast photo. Smiling. Yeah. Wow, they can't get it? rid it's of all, him. They only get they only get paid fifteen thousand. That can't be that right. Can't be right. <laughs> for for an episode oh. or for the season? Oh yeah, definitely not for the all season. Right, that- yeah, for episode, well, the highest earners apparently are uh, Keenan, who makes twenty five thousand. I guess because he's a legacy, right? Uh, uh, Michael Che and uh, Pete Davidson made fifteen thousand, and then yeah, so per episode, I guess that's not bad. Hell, I would do fifteen thousand to. Oh yeah. Well, it evens out to I about. I should stop saying that because I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> sell out. I wouldn't sell out to SNL. Fifteen thousand. You wouldn't be on SNL for fifteen thousand. I, I, I do it. I hey, no, because what, what's what's the point of all these? What's the point of all these conversations if we can't stick to what we say? If they put it, this is Squid Game, right? Yeah, you know, this is that's right. Game. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I would. Are you kidding me? I play the game and I will kill everyone in their sleep on the first night so that I can just win, <laughs> not <laughs> die with my clumsiness and my lack of athletic ability to do anything else. So I just kill them in their sleep. Now that I know the rules, ability. yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's that's the thing too. They selectively <laughs> cared about people breaking the rules between games, and at a certain yeah. point, they're just like, "Yeah, actually, you know what? Go ahead and kill each other between the games. Fuck the look. We the Squid Game requires two players anyway. Well, what if they had five players that made it across the glass? Well, we don't know. Yeah. Anyway. I think that's been movies for for this week. Squid Game is kind of like a movie. I consider it a movie in my head, and I will until at least season two, kind of like True Detective season one. And uh, I can't recommend it enough. Check it out. Dakota, where can people find you online? All right, guys. I'm Plastic Repeater on Instagram. I've also been doing a lot of music lately. Uh, my band is called Oozebox. We're O-O-Z-E underscore box on Instagram as well. And uh, yeah. Terrific. Check out the music and the art. And Hans, you are H-word name on Twitter. On yeah. Instagram, you are Hansikin Dose. Yeah. Any plans this I Halloween, fellas? No. Going to a music I- festival next week, so that'll be it. 
Are you going trick or treating? Not really, not really a thing here, to be honest. Unless I just want to go to a bar and get yeah. drunk, which I don't do you anymore. Pick some kiwis off the tree and put them in a bag, and it's kind of similar. Yeah, covered in chocolate. Delicious. Hey, Succession's out. Yeah, Succession's good. That's a good comedy show and good drama show. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Not a fan of Succession. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to. I need. I'm too poor. I'll have HBO. I, I'll, there are all these shows I want to watch that I haven't seen. You know, because they're on HBO, and I just can't pull that trigger for whatever reason. Yeah, it's a it's a much a, bigger pain in the ass. The, I want to see the soccer show too. Oh no, no, don't do that. Don't do Ted Lasso. Skip skip Lasso, skip Lasso. (laughs) Yeah, nah, you don't need to do that. I watched one episode of that at a family function. And my God, was that just the most bland, sterile comedy show? That's a that's a family function show, isn't it? Because that's who's, you know, recommending is my aunt. That's the perfect show to have on the TV. That's a real knee slapper. Yeah. Yeah. While while you're cooking dinner or something, you need something playing in the background. Somebody's waiting for their meal. Then you throw on Ted Lasso when no one's paying attention to it. I've heard, but I've heard a lot of good things about Secession. Actually, my my brother really enjoys it. So I will. That's a show. I'm sure that I've been very skeptical of, and then I I got around to uh, watching the first episode, and I enjoyed it way more than I I thought I would. And uh, I'm currently halfway through season one. I'm kind of gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna drag it out until season three is finished, we, and I believe that premieres like this Sunday or something. So, uh, no, that's, it's out. Well, the oh. first episode is out. It's today. I thought they were gonna release the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, because it's Sunday. Because it's Sunday yeah. night, so it came out tonight. That's r- oh, that's right. It is Sunday night. Isn't HBO it? does the Sunday premieres. Well, uh, there's not many I- nights left. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be probably catching up on that then. And uh, this has been Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. Thank you for listening.